Welcome to the podcast by Regelbau 411, which is a Danish art center of international sound, light and video art located in two Second World War bunkers on the southern peak of the peninsula of Tuhon. Every new episode of this podcast is dedicated to every new exhibition in the art center. And this is the first episode in English. And as you can hear, I'm not a native speaker. And the same goes for many of the artists exhibiting in the art center. So we hope that you will excuse the accents and the occasional grammatic mistake. My name is Mikkel Elming and I'm the director and curator of the Art Center. And this episode is about the exhibition that opened on the 15th of December 2018 and is open until the 2nd of February 2019. It is an exhibition by the Danish artist Andreas Seil Andersen. I'm Andreas. The Dutch artist Falco Pols. Uh, I'm Falco. And the Greek artist Alex Andropoulos. I'm Alex Andropoulos. The exhibitions in Regelbau 411 are site-specific, and the art center's bunkers in the middle of nature and with a prevailing history is quite a sight. The title of the current exhibition too refers to this specific site. The exhibition is called Sus. Sus is a Danish word with no direct English translation. Sus is both a sound and a feeling. It is the whistling howl of something moving fast in the air, and it is a rush of a feeling moving through your body. Both are relevant in this exhibition, but first we focus on sound. Here's a recording of me on site. And in the background you can hear the sound of cowbells, which is cowbells attached to flags on flagpoles, set up between the two bunkers as a pathway. The sound of these cowbells dangling in the wind, it also makes you aware of all the other sounds in this atmosphere. You can hear the cars driving by. You can hear the actual sound of the wind. You can hear birds. Just like sound, light and video art, the sound of the wind is ephemeral. It is short. It is experienced. And questions of time is a present topic in this exhibition. Here, Andreas Seil Andersen tells us about his very first experience of the art center. My immediate experience from walking into the bunkers was this feeling of waiting. And, um, and um, it's like um, penetrating the la- all layers of, of them being there, left behind for the weather to take them back little by little. And I, I really feel, felt this... Uh, this uh, this kind of like uh, glow from f- history from the, the the people who have been sitting there and waiting for death in some sense it's it's like um um in a, in a way like uh how i see it temples to the waiting for death and we we think of it as this very fixed moment in time and 
once you are and then you're not um, and in this sense there is this very gradual decline into this uncertain moment I think there's this, there's this element of here it's the artist Alexandropoulos kind of decay it's interesting because there's which we talked about a bit yesterday this thing of decay being quite apparent in the spaces at times going by so these uh, bunkers are falling apart they kind of have a heavy history behind them but then kind of by the passage of time that's also being it's quite organic but it's kind of being replaced so there's one element of death like this metal is slowly dying it's all kind of rusting away but then it's kind of giving life it's giving yeah life to other Something forms of life the new um, like, you know the plants are starting to eat off of it so it's this kind of like this very organic thing that elements are dying and then other elements are being reborn and that's like the history in a way is kind of dying away because this has become because these bunkers are kind of being are so vulnerable to time and the passage of time and the weather the history is kind of dying but now it's been replaced by something else and now they're actually becoming spaces for let's say future history and event and events so I don't think it's definitely not death in this kind of abrupt sense the end of it all this kind of really organic thing that through destruction or decay or death gives space for other things to come and we were talking actually to Pierre who also runs the art space that other bunkers in the area are kept in meticulous condition trying to keep alive the history of it which is another for i mean in that sense they are still alive preserving this history but that is kind of <clears throat> that has kind of stunted them it isn't open to the passage of time it's kind of frozen in its own kind of death so he quite enjoys the fact that there is now this new life in how things grow. Literally, there is life in the plants growing through it, but also how they, it gives space for new ideas to come, for it to, for, let's say, not the history to be forgotten, but for it to overcome, for new things to come. Um, physically, it is two bunkers very close to the sea. Um, there is a nice... It's a very beautiful view on both sides because this is the kind of very tip at the bottom of the island. So these two bunkers and the people going there are kind are quite. Uh, what's the term? It's not susceptible to the weather. I'm not saying it right, um, and to the kind of natural forces. It's really really windy. It's got it's the sea wind, um, and there is a element of cold and wind and rain and water you're basically feeling rather exposed out here yeah like from all sides the weather is it's on top of you you're like you're really beneath the weather and it changes so fast which is also and very very apparent physically in these two bunkers and the way that they've decayed so there's been they've been flooded for many years you can also see that it's seawater which is kind of eaten away at them so then what we have done is we have 
tried to bring out, we came in with ideas and works that we already had and tried to highlight and bring out and strengthen characteristics and atmospheres and narratives um, both in the bunkers themselves and the nature around and in the works, trying to find a harmony between these two. All three of us are very interested in sound, so we, our work employs, uses, creates sound in all kinds of different ways. And we've also tried to kind of employ these elements of sound in relation to the acoustic properties of these two bunkers um, to bring out all the aforementioned. So it's mechanical devices producing sound. Um, there are flags connecting the two bunkers outside, toying, playing with the nature, the natural element of wind. Um, and then throughout the exhibition, pockets of spaces which are less apparent, much less um, obvious or loud as some of the spaces and some of the works, um, which we've kind of tried to let subtler ideas come out or give spaces for people to kind of reflect the entire experience. We like to think that we have shaped a narrative in the way that people would walk through the, the two spaces and the connecting spaces. Also one of the first ideas that I got uh, by hearing about and seeing pictures of the area and of the, the bunkers. Here it is the artist Falco Pols. Is uh, the notion of some sort of uh, a shrine which was once uh, operational but everything is still intact but abandoned in a way so in that sense <clears throat> that adds a bit or that uh, connects to death but I don't think that the spaces that we're using with uh, have ever been dead or in this in this concept that that came to mind at least in the end of course uh, the reality is that they were completely filled with soil and and water and these kind of things so they they have been dead and they are revived for future history uh, exactly but yeah I just that's one of the first concepts that came in mind uh, and that's for me uh, a guideline that uh, helped to think of yeah, how to approach this uh, this project uh, <clears throat> kind of this notion of uh, of an abandoned shrine but it's, it's everything is still going on or yeah, a little bit uh, liter ritualistic uh, feel to it which does not connect really with the history but that's also not what I am searching for ever in these things, but more like, yeah, just uh, seeing it from, yeah, from the point of view where it is now. So in that sense, uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. should connect a bit to it. And there, there's a lot of the characters that I put in there, um, 
like first of all the most apparent is the the the, the durational works um where uh things are constantly a unique moment in time so um the the rotations of the different like the these three installations in the in the big bunker uh, the three mechanical installations kind of work on the same system they kind of work by the same the same logic and they are somehow like clocks in a sense and um both integrated in within each of them and uh, collectively through all of them they're like displacing so they're uh, ever new composition of sound will like first be the same in thousands of years As I explained earlier, Zeus is both a sound and a feeling, and here the artists have presented some of the ideas that helped them create this exhibition, but the installations of the exhibition have not been described much. And there's a reason for that. Describing this exhibition in detail would result in uninteresting tediousness. You can go on our website regelbau411.dk and see pictures of the exhibition, but this too would not be equivalent to the actual experience of the exhibition. And that is to me what the second meaning of Zeus refers to. The feeling of experiencing good art, of having any kind of enlightening moment. In the best cases, the experience of art can be life-changing, even though I do believe less is also valuable. And even though the sound of this exhibition is important, the total sensuous experience of the exhibition is necessary for understanding it, because your experience is the meaning of the exhibition. Here again, the artists explain their approach. When when I first started to work with sound, I also uh, worked out of an idea of of isolation that that it was a sensory stimuli that could be isolated and give as a certain like feel to it. Um, that it was just the the sound, you know. And if you would cut off the other senses, then then it would go through stronger. That's like a kind of common notion of different sensory uh, stimuli. That if you close your eyes, you listen more carefully. If you uh, close your ears, you see more carefully, and this and that. And I I I really don't um, by now really don't subscribe to that notion. I think the the different senses are there to enforce each other, and they also enforce enforce each other in ways that we cannot even make ourselves conscious about. They they are in a in a constant constant flux between each other, and um, leaving one thing out is neglecting the fact that you cannot leave it out. Uh, so the way we're working with it is is uh, is like letting it all be there you know it's not isolated sound works it's 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 sculpture it's a it's a, in some sense a, a theater it's a sound it's a it's light everything has to come together in a in a, in a full experience of it um i think that's extremely important and comes along with all of our things there's in all of our works all the different elements are are integrated and even in the works, that has a lack of sound. The sound is extremely important yeah. because of the f- by the fact 
that there is all other works with sound in, then it's. Uh, well, it was totally quiet. Yeah, that's, it, that's a beautiful sound. Which is not <laughs> even fucking possible no. out here, right? You have a constant rumble of the road beside you. Have the wind which is howling. You have the rain which is uh, uh, falling on the on the roof or Silence whatever is, is going on. Sound. So. <clears throat> The entire ambience of this place can, by the fact of the choice of silence within a work, within the enclosure of a work, be emphasized, and uh, and that 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 is a, a very important thing, I think, um, and also a way that we try to like uh, relate to the to the sp- the space we are. It, it's it's absurd because we feel so far away from civilization out in the middle of fucking nowhere beneath the weather in the wind and yet there is a constant movement from the highway on the waterway the bridge is going up once an hour and a boat is passing through trains there is there's a uh, trains going by there is uh, yesterday there was a helicopter flying low just above us there is uh, lines of airplanes uh, in the in the sky it is it's not quiet a mo- like it is really a place of movement in all directions it's in a, in a way defined by the movement and the reason for the bunkers to be there was this movement in the first place and um like uh, that we cannot cut away you know when you're standing in, in in one of the bunkers when a big heavy truck is driving by you feel it like a rumbling in there and that's a character that we do not wish to get rid of it is part of it so by by making this like this uh like generative random composition of our works in there we also participate in the randomness of this uh of the 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 bigger flux of the space the the movement and uh um yeah that's uh that's of of, of great importance We will end this episode on that note. The exhibition can be experienced every day from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. until the 2nd of February. And the next exhibition in the Art Center will be with the Finnish video artist Arto Jesus Encaro. It opens on the 23rd of March 2019 at 2 p.m. And we are very much looking forward to seeing you there. Thank you for listening and thanks to all our visitors. Also, I would like to thank the artists and the volunteers at the Art Centre. And last but not least, I want to thank the Danish Art Council and the Municipality of Stor and the organisation Snuk for supporting the Art Centre and making it all possible. My name is Mikkel Elming and I hope you want to hear from me again in the near future. So long.